What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to the Wellpreneur Podcast. This is our last episode for 2017. Oh my gosh, amazing. Can you believe it? We are taking next week off. Next week is Christmas week, so there will be no new podcast that week. But I'm sure there's a couple that you've missed here and there that you can go back and catch up on. It's nice to have a little breathing room once in a while, right, to catch up on all that fantastic audio content. And next week is your week. So we're going to wrap up the year with this week's fantastic interview with the founder of the Girl Skill podcast, Anna Rova. I met Anna at a conference in Bangkok in October. And I was really inspired by her story, and I think you'll relate to it. So Anna's a digital nomad, and she talks about how she made the leap to traveling the world and being a digital nomad, getting kind of stuck in a remote job, and then realizing that she really needed to follow her calling and go out and explore femininity and entrepreneurship and start the Girl Skill podcast. So if you've ever felt stuck, like you've kind of gotten yourself in a situation that's not the right fit anymore, maybe because you've just outgrown it, like it used to be the right fit, and then it just doesn't feel aligned anymore, and you know you need to make a change, this is the podcast you're going to want to listen to. I think you'll really enjoy it. I've also recently just been interviewed in depth by Anna for her podcast, The Girl Skill Podcast, and it was such a deep, touching interview. I will link it up in the show notes, and I will share it in the Facebook group, but I would love, if you want to learn more about me and my journey and defining success and my struggle with this word femininity and kind of my crazy transformative journey that I've been on, definitely you're going to want to listen to this podcast episode. It was it was really, really touching. So I'll link that up in the show notes as well, but you can also find it on the Girl Skill podcast, which is Anna's podcast. Okay, so here we are closing out 2017. I want to remind you, you can always come hang out with us in the Facebook group, which is called the Wellpreneur Community. We'll still be hanging out in there. Uh, Lots of exciting stuff to come next year that I can't wait to tell you about. So have a wonderful last week of the year and I'll see you over in the Facebook group. And now let's jump into this episode with Anna Rova of Girlskill. Hi, Anna. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on the show. <laughs> so we saw each other, what, like a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago in Bangkok at an event. Yeah. And you've got some exciting projects you're working on and you've made a big transition. And so I really wanted to have you on the show because I think it'll be super relevant to other wellpreneurs. So let's start off by how would you describe what you're doing now? How would you introduce yourself now? All right. So I'm Anna Rova. I am the founder and uh, the producer of Girl Skill. That is now just a podcast, but hopefully it's going to be <laughs> so much bigger. So what is Girl Skill? Girl Skill is basically a podcast that is all about redefining female success. And I interview women from all walks of life and I talk to them about uh, real success and womanhood. 
So we touch on subjects about, you know, femininity and success. And basically, I'm interested in their journeys as females in, in, as I said, in various walks of life. So they don't have to be entrepreneurs. In fact, I'm more interested in, in women who are doing other things like painters and surfers and entrepreneurs as well. But entrepreneurs are not my focus. So yeah, that, that's how I would introduce myself now. <laughs> and it's pretty, you know, it's not always that you've done this. Like you used to run a different podcast and you've been a digital nomad for a while and you've had different online jobs. So I mean, I'd love to get into kind of this transition because I think I think that's so interesting is how people like really hone in on the work they're meant to do. I know that's something that our listeners really struggle with and and try to play with. So how can you kind of take us through that? How did you start working online? Like how did and what was the first project you did? Like (laughs) Yeah, so I oh I, I love talking about this transition really because my my life path, I suppose, is is completely out of ordinary when you compare to actually when you look at where I come from. So where I come from is a country called Moldova in Eastern Europe. And uh, most of the people don't even know that Moldova exists on the map. So I'm normally, you know, the first person they meet from the country. They're like, where is that? Maldives? I'm like, no, Moldova. But, you know, I don't take it personally because it's such a tiny country. It's it's basically in between, in between uh, Romania and Ukraine. It has about three million people. And it's the poorest country in Europe, in fact. And, you know, people don't have money to travel much. And there there's not much opportunities there. So, you know, to from looking back, Back where I came from and where I am today, it's incredible. Like sometimes, you know, I really, it's its hard to look at your life, you know, from that perspective kind of. But when I do that, I was like, wow, you know, that that's really amazing. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound very kind of bragging or whatever, but I'm, I'm truly proud and, and honored and grateful for everything that happened in my life. So going back to your question, after I finished university, I went to an American school. As a teenager, I went on a home, home, um, was an exchange program to the U.S. That's why my accent is a little bit American. And so after I finished school, I was in this student organization called ISEC, and I found a job in Malaysia. And it was the craziest decision of my life. And, you know, I was like 21 at that time, but I said, whatever, let's do it. You know, like, what do I have to lose? And so I went to Malaysia and I started working in this company, Mind Valley, which I think your listeners, well, some of your listeners, if not most of them would probably know because it's it's a company that publishes, um, you know, some of the biggest authors in the personal growth space, like meditation, chakra healing, uh, quantum jumping, energy blocks, stuff like that. And there's a lot of stuff about healing and wellness as well. So I went to Malaysia and I worked in the online marketing space for about three and a half years in Malaysia. And yeah, this is where I learned everything that I could about email marketing, online marketing, funnels, and like everything you could possibly imagine. I worked on in customer support in the beginning, then then automated funnels, then launches, webinars, everything. And then I kind of, I started getting to know people who just work online and travel, who, you know, and my, my work was all based on the computer. And I was like, wait a second, you know, my time, my, my time was kind of ending in Kuala Lumpur in this company. And I was like, okay, what is the next step? And so I decided to become a digital nomad. And I was like, wow, I can just do this and travel. And so that's how it started. And so while at Mindville, I actually started my own project, Men Inside Show, which is a podcast. <laughs> and it's really, it's really funny because I started interviewing men about women in relationships. And, uh, and that was a result of me, you know, breaking up with my boyfriend. We were dating each other for five years and all of that. And once I came out of the relationship, I realized that I know nothing about men. 
and I know nothing about relationships. And I just had to start dating again. And this was a whole new world to me because when you were with someone together for five years, you, you don't you don't think about this stuff. And yeah, so I just said I was listening to a lot of podcasts at that point, And I just said, hey, why don't I interview men? about women in relationships, because I just realized that all the talks we have without without our girlfriends are just so, you know, are based on stereotypes, are based on stuff that we think what we know about men, but the reality a lot of times is very different. And so anyways, I did that podcast for about two years and uh, it was amazing. I loved it. And I actually got to interview John Gray, who is the author of, uh, you know, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus which is an amazing book. And like this guy came on my show and there was such a transformational moment for me. And I think it gave me so much confidence that I, I could do anything really. So then I ended this podcast because I think I fell out of it. It kind of, you know, there's certain projects that you meant to do, you meant to start, you meant to learn a lot. Like I learned everything I knew about, you know, podcasting, how to set up a website and all of that stuff, which is helping me a lot right now because <laughs> I just started my second one, right? But I, I also, you know, met my future husband on the road when we were in Colombia and it kind of didn't feel right anymore. It's it's like I had to let it go. And so I let it go. And I also so while I was traveling, I also had another job in online marketing to basically sustain myself for a full year. And this year in January, I decided to quit online marketing because I realized that it's not my path. <laughs> and it's so like. It's such it was such a hard decision to make because I was pay I was getting paid really well actually and I I was really good at it mostly because I think I had just common sense and it was a tough decision to step away from you know good money a career in online marketing something I was good at but I I felt it wasn't for me and the you know the sign that it wasn't for me was that I was I wasn't getting up excited to check conversion rates and landing pages and like funnels. I just didn't care. You know, <laughs> it was so funny. And then the other thing was also, I was working for someone else and I was really missing that, that excitement of my own projects of creating. And so that whole journey uh, of self-exploration, I did a lot of work on, you know, who I am, what do I love going back to different things. And that led me to, to girl skill. And I just launched about two weeks ago and I'm super excited and I'm going to have you on the show as well. <laughs> Amazing. I, I love yeah. what you said. I love what you said about, you know, with the uh, man inside podcast, like that sometimes we're, we become super interested in and get called to teach the stuff that we need to learn. And it's like you needed to learn about relationships at that point in your life. And so you started that project and it resonated with so many people and it really did well. And then mm -hmm. and then suddenly you don't need that anymore. And yeah. I'm curious, how did you decide to wind that down? Like, did you did you ever feel like, oh, people people need me? People need this. Like or I I did. I mean, yeah, it was it was hard. Like I was I think I was done. I was done with it after a year. And then I took a break to travel and stuff. And then I started it again. And I think you feel it when it becomes hard. You, like you feel it when you kind of force yourself to doing it. That was one thing. And then the other thing, yeah, I was, I was actually thinking about my listeners and I was thinking of all the women that I could help and, you know, with my message and, and because the conversation I was having with men were, were amazing. And I, I honestly, I learned so much myself. I think honestly, if you want to learn about a subject, you just need to start a podcast <laughs> because you are kind of, well, not forced, but you are, you're excited about learning more and sharing with your audience. But 
I've at that point or somewhere in the, between, I read, uh, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. And uh, it really helped me because in, you know, in the book, she has this phrase, which I really loved. She says, you know, if you want to write a book or if you want to write a project or if you want to do something creative, please don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. Because from the moment that you start doing something for someone else. So, for example, I'm going to do this podcast because I want to help so many women. And that that is I think that that's a necessary motivation. But I feel like at the center, the, the core, it has to excite you. It has to help you and you because you're the driving force of your content, your business. And so when it comes to a point where you want to do something for someone else, and that's your primary driver, I guess, that's when things start kind of shifting. And that's when I realized what makes me, does this make me happy? And then I realized that it doesn't anymore. And I, I've kind of transitioned from it. it. It stopped being interesting. I think it's also connected to me, you know, meeting my husband <laughs> because like here I was interviewing all these men about women in relationships and dating. And don't get me wrong, I could have continued for sure. And, you know, he was only supportive. He loved what I was. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say loved, but he didn't have anything um, against it. Right. So he was very supportive of what I was doing. He thought it was cool. But at some point, it just didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just my heart wasn't in it anymore. And it was hard to let it go. But then I woke up one day and I said, all right, I think I'm done. And then I just closed it up. I wrote about it, a really big article, my learnings from it. And I was truly grateful. And I just looked at this experience and I was like, all right, well, this is done. I'm going to miss you. It's like, I guess, breaking up with a boyfriend that you still, <laughs> that you breaking up in a way that in a friendly way. Right. Um, and I'm so grateful for that experience. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it teaches you, like what you said, it, it taught you how to have a podcast and how to grow a podcast. It's just kind of closing out that one chapter of your life so that you can step into something bigger. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it wasn't for that experience, oh my gosh, I learned so much. I've learned from the content. You know, I've learned about men. And this is a step, a men inside show is a stepping stone to what I'm doing right now because it's so interconnected. If you think about this, you know, then, then I was interviewing men about women in relationships and now I'm interviewing women and we talked about, we talk about femininity and success. So I think without men inside show and all that experience, I wouldn't be where I am today with my message with, with girl skill. But not only that, I've learned so much about myself and I've, I've changed my whole perspective about men, what I think about them. I've read so many books about the, the subject. So that was tremendous, you know, learning and knowledge about myself, about men and relationships. And I can say that that podcast helped me meet the men, you know, of my dreams, so to say, and we're married now. So that's one side of the, let's say, of the subject of the content. And then another side, oh, you know, I learned how to do the podcast myself. I was editing all of my interviews myself. I learned WordPress. I learned social media. Like I got so many connections through that. So right now, for example, when I'm setting up WordPress pages and, you know, I'm, I'm doing a biweekly podcast. So it's a lot of work. And I'm, I just understand things naturally. Mm -hmm. I know how to edit my posts. I know how social media works, what kind of images, what size. So for sure, if I did not know anything and I was starting from scratch, it would be so much harder. Mm -hmm. But of course, it would be a learning experience for sure. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's connected. It's so true because like the first time you do anything, there's such the big learning curve, like to learn WordPress or to produce a podcast. Whereas now, I mean, I, I feel this myself, like sometimes I'll have an idea for a project and I'm like, oh, I'll just do a podcast about that or I'll just start a new website. And it's so easy because I've already gone through that learning curve. So anybody out there, like it's worth it to get through that because it gives you so much more flexibility in the future. 
it's interesting because right now I have a different set of challenges. Like I have right now a girl who's, who I'm working with full time. She's such a great help. And right now it's a completely different level. You know, it's a high production podcast. Somebody else is editing it for me. This girl that I have, she's helping me research and all. And I, I'm learning how to manage her and growing a team and how to manage the editing process and how do I get more interviews, bigger names. So every single time you're doing something else, or a different project, you just grow and you start learning new skills, I guess bigger skills or deeper. You go deeper into the subject, sorry. Yes, I kind of want to go back to that moment where you were thinking about transitioning out of online marketing because you were saying like you were really good at it, but it just wasn't your calling, which I think, you know, that reminds me so much of that book, The Big Leap, where you might be operating in your zone of excellence, but not in your zone of genius. Like you're really amazingly good at it, but it's just not your calling. So I'm curious, a lot of people will be at that point where they know something's not right and they're needing to do something else, something bigger, something more aligned with them. And it can feel really overwhelming then to know which way to go. So what are some of the tools or practices that you use to help you figure out what that next step was? So I can only share from my experience, right? But I was good at it and I was I was getting paid well. And I wrote about it in my blog post. And at this point, it's really hard. It's really hard to understand whether, okay, this is it or this is like, how do you know, right? But because it's, and it can be a trap. Like it was a trap for me because it wasn't my thing. But I didn't know at that time because you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm getting paid well. I'm getting good at it. I'm getting promoted. So this must be my thing. But I, as I said, the first sign for me was that I wasn't excited. You know, I wasn't, I was excited about working in a team. I was excited, obviously, about, you know, seeing results and being acknowledged and getting money, good money for what I do. But I'd like, I just wasn't excited. You know, I wasn't waking up with like today, you know, I have like four interviews today and I'm like getting up like, oh, and I'm researching all these women, you know, and they're doing some amazing things. And I'm getting so excited about talking to them. And so, yeah, so I really went back when I was a little girl or I was in kindergarten, middle school, throughout my college years and actually throughout my work. So when I was at Mind Valley and doing this online marketing thing, I always had something on the side. So I was like producing music videos and producing commercials and, uh, you know, acting in plays and going for this creative side of mine with no money, just with friends, having it, uh, you know, doing it for fun. In college, I was always in like musicals and again, theater plays. I was working for the local newspaper. I was like organizing people and doing really cool things in, in you know, high school and middle school and even kindergarten. I was always on stage. And so I, oh gosh, I went, you know, I had calls with like career strategists and I really was trying to figure out what is it? Like what if it's not online marketing, if I'm not excited about it, if it's not my thing, like what is it, right? And I know with your story, Amanda, you were always curious about like this herbal medicinal plants and grandmother's stories. Mm-hmm. And and I, you know, the more I talk to women and the more I read about it, it's really that thing that you were excited from, uh, you know, when you were a child, basically, or like growing up or teenage years. And it's really hard to actually pay attention to that because a lot of the times, especially for us creatives, it's something that's not encouraged in our, you know, male dominated society and you could go for, for the career and all of that. And so a lot of us are not encouraged to really pursue our passions. And But that's okay. I mean, this is just what life is and we learn so much. Uh, In fact, I'm really grateful that I was in online marketing because now that I'm starting my own business and and it's growing, I understand so much more. You know, I'm so grateful because I can actually build it 
from a marketer's perspective, although it's really hard when you're in it. <laughs> yeah, so I went back and I said, okay, I know and I'm sure right now I need to be on stage. I love talking to people. I love inspiring people. And I did a couple of presentations here and there and I loved it. So what is it? What is it? So first I came up with the idea of girl skill. And then I was like, yeah, I really love podcasting. So why not start a podcast again? And then I went full on into it and, and, and I'm loving it. And I, you know, I don't have the expectations or I'm not as naive to think that I won't have my down moments in this thing as well. You know, so there will be days. And actually right now it's really hard for me because I'm in my launch period and it's super intense. But being on a podcast, talking to you and talking to all of these women just gives me energy. So the moment that it gives me energy and I'm in the flow and I love doing it, then that's how I know this is this is it. This is it at this point in time, right? So I don't know if this is going to be for life. Maybe this is just another stepping stone into something else. But I just have trust and faith and I'm here now and I'm trying to really live the moment and truly enjoy it. Mm, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, just to focus on that a little bit, like you know, it doesn't, it might not be forever and that's okay. It's like the next step that you need right now and you can create this amazing thing and add value and you don't need to know what's going to happen in 10 years. So thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, for sure. So I want to sh kind of shift gears towards online marketing a bit because you've been really successful writing for the site Medium. And that's a topic we've never talked about before. So usually <laughs> like the traditional wisdom of online marketing is that you want to have all of your content on your own website, right? On something that you own. But you've had a lot of success actually writing on Medium, which has a huge audience. So I don't know, can what do you think about that? Like how kind of talk me through that because I'm really intrigued by the idea of Medium, but I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. then how are they going to find me? So right. yeah, talk to us <laughs> about that. So Medium is something really interesting and I know it's getting a lot of buzz out there and, and people like those who didn't hear about it before are, are now starting to kind of, oh, what is Medium? You know, what is this platform? And I actually stumbled upon Medium, I mean, a couple of years ago, but I didn't take it seriously. I was like, yeah, whatever, just another blogging platform, I suppose. But then what I, you know, when I quit the online marketing job back in January, I just didn't know what to do. And so, so I decided, you know what, I'm just going to start writing every day about my journey, about my experience. I didn't have any expectations. And so what I did, I, I started writing daily and I was publishing maybe about two posts a week about travel and things that I'm doing and about relationships and about love and about just different things, you know, digital nomadism and stuff like that. Just what, like what I was going through while after I quit my job. And so what happened is, is something incredible. In, uh, in actually two months, less than two months, I suddenly, you know, I opened up my Medium profile and then I see that I'm a top writer in travel. And I was like, what is that? I don't understand. And then I started researching it. And so I was really lucky because I think in, I think in February, Medium just rolled out this kind of a program, so to say, where if you're writing, so every time you write a story on Medium, you can tag it. If, for example, I was tagging, you know, travel or relationships or something, and I was still figuring it out. And so the, their top 50 tags on Medium, and so 50 kind of subjects, so to say, or, or topics, writers that are consistently writing on the subjects are rewarded with having like top writer status in, in this category. And so I was like, oh, top writer on, in travel, this is awesome, you know, it's exciting, so let me do more. And then I kind of realized that 
obviously, like any other platform, Medium is rewarding you for, first of all, publishing consistently and second of all, writing great content that people read because Medium's, I love their mission, actually. They're, I think what Medium is doing is amazing because when you go on Medium, there's no ads, there's nothing like clickbaity, whatever. And I honestly, I didn't do any SEO. I was just writing my headlines, writing my content, putting out there. The only thing I did, I was just getting my link, posting it on my Facebook page. That's all I did. And so because Medium's kind of KPI or their success, you know, number, they're tracking read rate and not, you know, clicks on your headline or, you know, clicks inside your your blog post. They're actually tracking read rate, which means how many people that visited your page, your article actually read your post. And I don't know if it's, you know, 80% of your post or the whole thing. Now they, they have an algorithm. And so I started writing more about travel and I see I'm there. And so I think in a week or, or two, I see that I'm a top writer also in love, you know, the subject of love and also the subject of relationships. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? <laughs> this is amazing. And and then I went to the top writers. Basically, they always curate a top 50 writers in this particular category. And I was in there. And, you know, my followers weren't big. I think I had like 400 at the time. I still I still don't have a huge following on Medium. And you can see that the writers in that specific category are from, you know, writers that have, let's say, a couple of thousand followers versus there are people who have just a couple of hundred followers. And that's why I love this platform, because you are rewarded not for having an I just was at that point where I just saw so much content and I just got sick of this like clickbaity headlines, you know, five ways. I, I think I wrote about it and I said, oh my God, if I'm going to read another headline that says 10 ways to be happy, I'm going to mm-hmm. jump out of the window. You know, like mm-hmm. I just got so tired of this inauthentic. Well, it could be authentic and I know it works, but it just didn't resonate with me. So I found Medium to be the channel for me to really truly ex- express myself and be vulnerable. And so what happened, I also submitted my stories to a, to a huge publication on Medium, which is called Be Yourself, which now has over 200,000 followers or, you know, subs- well, followers to that publication, meaning that as soon as they, you know, hit their homepage on Medium and it's curated content and they show you what you like, they will all see content from that publication. And I got accepted by that publication. So that was also a huge jump for me that I got more reads, more followers and so on and so on. And so, yeah, this is what media basically is. I mean, if you have specific questions, okay, you asked me a question of, you know, it's a different platform. So, so like, how do you deal with that? And, you know, the conclusion that I got, and, and I'm still figuring it out, but basically Medium is where the readers are. And a lot of companies right now actually have their publications on Medium. So they're moving to Medium. But it doesn't mean that you can't duplicate content. So, for example, if you publish content on your own website, that's fine. And then you duplicate that content to Medium. That's also fine. But the only thing you have, you got to make sure that, you know, your first source of that content is on your website and not on Medium. So you can do it one way like that. Then there is a really, really kind of, I mean, there's a guy, I think John Benson, the, the, the email copywriter, he did an interview or someone in his company, I don't remember because I don't follow this, you know, email marketing anymore. But what they said is that, you know, this platform is amazing for actually gaining leads and getting opt-ins. And so they actually did a case study where you write your article about a specific subject that you're interested in, make sure it's clean, it's, it's great content. And then in the end of your post, you actually say, you know, there's a headline that says kind of or subheadline that says conclusion. If you want more tips on that, go here to subscribe to my, you know, whatever PDF or ebook you're giving it or finding out more. And then people actually click on that link and then subscribe to your thing. 
So consider Medium as this amazing platform that the readers are there. Like I'm there, I'm reading all of my stuff from Medium. And I feel like the future is all about platforms rather than, you know, specific, you know, little websites. And Medium is one of that platforms. Yeah, so this is kind of an introduction into it. If you have more questions, I could definitely talk about it. Because I also, I actually filmed a free course about, you know, how I got to top reader status and my success. My, I actually came up with a success formula for Medium, which for me is, let me remind it. So it's focus, consistency, curiosity, something like that. So you got to be curious about what you're writing and obviously care about the subject and all that, but also publish consistently, consistently and frequently, which I know you also talk about. And, you know, Medium is just any other platform, like any other platform. It encourages you for posting consistently and frequently, but also your content has to be good so people read it. So I'd love to like play around with this idea, like what you were saying about, oh, you could put an opt-in at the end of your post. That Mm -hmm. reminds me a lot of like a guest posting strategy. So that's a way we've been talking about for years, as you know, of like how to grow an audience is that you go write an article on a bigger blog and then put an opt-in at the end of it and they'll come back to your site. So is that, I mean, could we kind of think of Medium almost like guest posting? Yeah, I would say yes, for sure. The only difference is that you're not writing for Medium. So basically in Medium, you have your own profile and you're writing all of the stories that you write are shown up in your profile. So people have to actually follow you to see your stories in their Mm -hmm. feed, for example, and for Medium to recommend you. So as soon as you get to a top writer status, Medium will actually push your stories forward. So it will reward you for you writing good content that people read and push your stories forward for, you know, gaining more eyeballs and stuff like that. Now, there's another thing that if, for example, you're, you know, you're into wellness, you can start writing about wellness. Or actually, if you have some blog posts that are on your site, you you can you can try and, and play with it, right? So you can publish some some of your blog posts on Medium or write them again or write something else. And what you can do, you can also apply to be a contributor, so to say, to a publication in Medium inside Medium. So imagine Medium as having different publications or magazines, you can think about them, and then they have different writers, and then they have readers. (laughs) And these publications, basically what they do is, you as a writer on Medium, you can contribute to that specific publication as soon as they accept you as a writer. And some publications, you know, are really hard to get in, others are easier to get in, they're smaller. And so what this will do, actually, Medium is great, because that story that you submit to a publication will appear in that publication, but it will also stay in your profile. So you are then a writer, you know, on your own, on your profile, they're all of your stories. The only difference would be is like, you know, this story appears in this specific publication. And that's a strategy that a lot of writers have. Some of them just publish for one publication that have, you know, uh, 500,000 followers, and that's all they need to get you know, the the traction attention, then all of the readers come to that post. And then in the end, you just say, you know, conclusion, click here and do that, go to my opt-in. There is another thing in Medium that it's called Upscribe. So you can insert an opt-in form actually in your blog post at the end, and it looks like an opt-in form. It didn't work great for me. And I think mostly because Medium is for reading. Like they are really, really careful about making sure that the platform stays ad-free, that people are not trying to, you know, abuse it and so on and so on. In fact, they have a paid membership. So you pay $5 a month to basically get access to premium content. They call it premium content. And and they've just rolled it out like a couple of months ago. And they're still figuring out, you know, their, their formula, how to do it. But basically what it does is 
because you are a paid member, you get premium content from writers and these writers actually get paid. So it's a really interesting platform where it's kind of like a, a publication slash magazine. And I know, like I, I've just read recently, a guy posted Medium just paid me $250 for my, you know, my articles. And as a writer, as soon as you, like I'm now uh, a member of their partnership program. And as soon as I write a post, I can choose whether to have it open to the public, which means I'm not going to get paid for it, but I'm going to get many more eyeballs, right? Because they're going to show it to everyone. Or I can choose to have that story published in uh, just to premium medium members. And then obviously I'm going to get paid for it. So that's that's kind of the options I have as a writer. Yeah, so it, it has to be strategic, you know. And I actually got on a call with the editor or the publisher of the Be Yourself publication. And I was asking him because I, I also started my own publication for Girl Skill. And I was like, yeah, this doesn't make like it doesn't make sense for me to wait, to spend so much time on another platform and build that content and all of that because I mean who knows I'm I'm actually very skeptical of building a business or anything on on somebody else's platform because I don't know maybe it's my you know post-Soviet mentality or limiting beliefs because I think like someday they might disappear and what are you gonna do <laughs> Maybe it's like my own kind of you know self-limiting beliefs or something like that even even about Amazon you know all of these FBA businesses. All of these guys, I'm like, oh my God, what if Amazon goes yeah. bankrupt tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Which which is, when you think about it, it's kind of stupid to think about it in a way because Amazon, you know, has been there and it's probably going to be there forever in a way, like Google, like YouTube, like Facebook. But I still have this thing about, I don't want to build my business on somebody else's platform because then I depend heavily, you know, on their policies. Like Medium is still figuring things out. So I wouldn't actually go in there and like put all of my content and put all of my focus and time and attention there. So to finish up, uh, what this guy told me was actually something very, very smart. He says that he spends maybe 10 to 20 percent of his time on the publication. Everything else is a 2080 rule. 80 percent of his time is actually spent on the back end and on his programs and on his books and stuff like that. So every time you want to write for Medium, you go in there and you actually have to subscribe for his list. So you find out how to be a writer for his publication. You also get a free course on how to be a better writer, which is actually really smart because he's gaining his list of writers through there and he's also giving them content. So it's a win-win. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, you know, like with anything with online marketing, it's it's not just where's the biggest number of people, but where are your people? And so I think a good thing, like if people out there listening are interested in Medium, probably you should go start reading on Medium and seeing, you know, are the people you're targeting looking for content there? Yeah, for sure. So if because uh, I know, you know, this is a wellpreneur podcast. So you know, first of all, I would start looking for wellness publications on Medium. So what you could do, you can go in, just type in a keyword in the search bar, see what comes up. You will see a couple of publications that are writing about wellness and, and you know, the subjects that you were interested in. And then I would also go like the strategy I told you about, like type in that keyword and go to the specific tag. So for example, wellness or, you know, wellness entrepreneurship or something like that. Or even if you're a specific niche in wellness, I would go in there, go to that tag. And once you go to a certain tag, you can see if there are top writers in that tag. And mind you that not all tags have top writers in them. As I mentioned, just the top tags, you know, the biggest subjects, for example, you know, like relationship, entrepreneurship, I think health and wellness should be there. But I'm not sure because, you know, I'm not particularly in that niche. But I would check all the top writers in there and, and I just see what they write about and how they do it. 
because the ones and check, you can also see how many followers each of the top writer has and go to the biggest uh, writers. I mean, with the biggest amount of followers and see what they're writing about and see, go into their stores and see how, because trust me, I think the guys who have a lot of followers on media, they know what they're doing. So they have a strategy behind it. Uh, where they getting either leads or, you know, opt-ins or they're promoting their eBooks. And if not, you know, they might be just releasing premium content and getting paid for it because that's another thing you can do on Medium. If you're just the writer, like you just want to write and you want to publish books and stuff like that, Medium now is a platform for you to actually earn money with your writing. So that's what I would do. And then kind of come up with a little, with a strategy and just test it and, you know, apply for some publications, start writing and, and use those tags so that if you publish consistently, and that's that's my next strategy on Medium, I actually want to write about my girl skill journey, entrepreneurship business and all of that. And I want to, when I publish consistently, frequently, and about topics that I'm curious about, I actually want to, I want to prove myself uh, right again. So I want to get to the top writer status in, in these specific categories. But if you have a strategy, just write and publish consistently. And I can guarantee if that tag that you're going for is in the, you know, it has a top writer status in one month, two months, three months, you can get to a top writer status easily. Of course, you know, if your content is great and you write about subject that interests you, you publish frequently and consistently. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Well, I always like to kind of wrap up the interviews asking this question. So I'd love it if you could go back to, you know, when you were just getting started, like, I mean, I know you're just starting with this venture, but like if you could go back to when you were just starting, say you were just in Malaysia and thinking about starting your own thing, going off on your own, what advice would you give yourself? Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is that is such a hard question. Um, you mean about like starting my own project or traveling or Anything, what? Anything really. I mean, just one piece of advice. Like what do you wish you'd known back then that would have made life a bit easier? Oh better? man, it's like the first <laughs> The first year was crazy because I went from like, you know, a full-time job into being a digital nomad and working online. And the first half a year, I think, was bad. (laughs) I just was thrown into this thing and I did not know how it works. And, you know, I went into like motorbike accidents and I, you know, I, I was running from emotions, doing different unhealthy things. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? So what I would do myself is take it easy and trust yourself and always remember that it's a journey and you will get to where you need to get and you will learn the lessons you need to learn along the way. And that's, that's what I would tell myself. It's, it's a bit vague, but that, that's the conclusion that I came to after, after more than now two and a half years of, of doing this. Yeah. Great advice. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anna, for being here with us. Um, can you tell us, like, where should people find you to get in touch? Where can they listen to the podcast? All that good stuff. Yeah, so you can go to uh, girlskill.com. A lot of people ask me, is it girlskill? Or is it girl skill? And I tend not to answer this question because it all depends how you read it. So, but it's basically, you know, girl, S-K-I-L-L dot com. Uh, or you can go to any of your, uh, you know, if you're on an iPhone, you can go to your Apple Podcasts app and just type in girl skill and you'll find us. It's redefining female success. And yeah, just subscribe to the podcast and uh, listen to the interviews. Let me know if you like it and uh, waiting for feedback. And on Medium, actually, if you want to just check out, you know, what I'm doing and stuff, because I'm um, writing there as well, you can go to medium.com forward slash at Anarova. So it's A-N-N-A, Arova, R-O-V-A. And that's pretty much it. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here with us today. It was great chatting with you. Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. You can find all the links we talked about in the show notes at wellpreneuronline.com. And don't forget that I was actually recently interviewed on Anna's podcast, the Girl Skill podcast, and it was a really fantastic interview. It was really deep and insightful, and I'd love to share it with you. So I'd love it if you go check out that episode as well. I'll share it in our Facebook group, the Wellpreneur community, and I'll also link it up in the show notes, or you can just subscribe to her Girl Skill um, in your podcast player and find it there, the interview with Amanda Cook from Wellpreneur. So wishing you all the best as you close out 2017. I will still be in touch with you in the Facebook group and I will see you back here next week, 2018, to continue our adventure together. Have a great one, guys. See ya.